of Destiny Total Sports Ministry in conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Okolo Prince. God bless you as you listen. Now I say welcome to every one of us this first day of the meeting. Please heed to every instruction that God will pass in to you. For sure you'll be blessed. God in our midst is mighty indeed. And mighty to save, mighty to deliver. He will rejoice over everyone and each of us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now we take this prophetic word for this meeting from Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 1 to 20. Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 1. Amplified. Woe to her that is rebellious and polluted. The present city, Jerusalem, she did not listen to and heed the voice of God. She accepted no correction or instruction. She trusted not in the Lord, nor leaned on or was confident in him, but was confident in her own world. She drew not near to her God, but to the God above, or Molech. Her officials in the midst of her are rolling lions. Her judges are evil in wolves. They now not the bones of the marrow, for nothing is left by morning. Her prophets are light, lacking truth, gravity, and steadiness, and men of treasury. Her priests are profound, the sanctuary, defrauding God and man. By pretending their own world is God's world. They have done violence to the law. The Lord in the midst of her is uncompromisingly righteous. He would not do iniquity. Every morning he brings his justice to the light. He fails not, but the unjust person knows no shame. I, the Lord, have caught of nations their battlements and corner towers are desolate and in ruins. I lay their streets waste so that none passes over them. Their cities are destroyed so that there is no man, there is no inhabitant. I said, only let her reverently and worshipfully fear me. Receive correction and instruction and Jerusalem dwelling shall not be cut off. However, I have punished her according to all that I have appointed concerning her in the way of punishment. But all the more, they are eager to make all their doings corrupt and infamous. Therefore, earnestly wait for me, says the Lord, waiting for the day when I rise up to the attack as a witness, accuser, or judge, and a testimony for my decision and determination and right it is to gather the nations together, to assemble the kingdoms, to pour upon them my indignation, even all the heat of my fierce anger. For in that day, all the earth shall be consumed with the fire of my zeal and jealousy. For then, changing their impure language, I will give to the people a clear and pure speech from pure lips that they may all call upon the name of the Lord 
to serve him with one unanimous consent and one united shoulder bearing the yoke of the Lord. From beyond the rivers of Kush or Ethiopia, those who pray to me, the daughter of my despised people, will bring and present my offering. In that day, you, the congregation of Israel, shall not be put to shame for all your deeds by which you have rebuilt and transgressed against me. For then I will take away out of your midst those who exalt in your majesty and pride, and you shall no more be haughty and carry yourselves arrogantly on or because of my holy mountain. For I will leave in the midst of you a people afflicted and poor, and they shall trust, seek refuge, and be confident in the name of the Lord. What is left of Israel shall not be iniquity or speak lies, neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice. Be in high spirits and glory with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem, in that day. For then it shall be that the Lord has taken away the judgment against you. He has caught out your enemy, the king of Israel. Even the Lord himself is in the midst of you. And after he has come to you, you shall not experience or fear evil anymore. I will say in amen. In that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, fear not. O Zion, let not your hands sink down or be slow and listless. The Lord, your God, is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a savior. Who saves, he will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction and in his love. He will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. For he will exhort over you with singing. I will shout in amen. That verse 17 is where the theme of our meeting is. Look at 18. I will gather those belonging to you, those Israelites in captivity who yearn and grieve for the solemn assembly and the festivals on whom their exile and the inability to attain service at Jerusalem are brought derision and the reproach of it is a burden. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all those who afflict you. I will save the limping ones and gather the outcasts and I will make them a praise and a name in every land of their shame. 20. At that time, I will bring you in. Yes, at that time, I will gather you for I will make you a name and a praise among all the nations of the earth when I reverse your captivity before your eyes, says the Lord. I will shout it, amen. I will shout it, amen. Now, this is the prophetic word that God gave to me concerning this meeting. Now, as we begin to study, or rather look at what God is saying to us this first day very quick, I would like our hearts to open and open well. Now, we look at the theme of the meeting our God in our midst is mighty. He's mighty to save. He's mighty to save. That's verse 17. Go to verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. He will joy over thee with singing. I will say in amen. 
Now, God began to say something that we must not make light of. I beg you, don't make light of it. Hear and hear well, because it will happen exactly the way the Lord is saying it. God began to speak to me. The Lord said, he is mighty indeed in the midst of his people. Please note, in the midst of his people. God is mighty in the midst of his people. But how will God show his might? If you are conversant with the scripture, you discover that it is because of his people that God begins to show his might against the enemies. God shows his might against the enemies because of his people. Because of his people. God does not show his might in the midst of the enemies against his people. He only shows his might in the midst of his people against the enemies so that the enemies will see the might of our God. Who is in our midst? Who is in our midst? Children of God, if God has not shown his might on your behalf, you wouldn't know him well. You have not known him well. The Bible said, he made his ways known unto Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. Whenever God called you to himself, one of the reasons why he calls us is for us to experience his might. It's for us to experience his might. His mighty power. His glorious power. His mighty power. Whether against the enemies who try to disturb our lives, whether against anybody at all, including the devil. Including the devil. Now, the first thing we need to learn in this Congress, if we must enjoy the might of God, the reason why many people are not enjoying the might of God is what we are discussing now. We want to start with the gateway. The gateway to enjoying God's might. The gateway to enjoying God's might. That's the first thing I'm sharing with you. The gateway to enjoying God's might. Many children of God have been robbed. They have been robbed. He said, these ones are robbed. They are robbed. <laughs> no one is saying deliver. They are robbed. Many children of God are robbed. Many of them are robbed. Our God has not changed. It's the same. That same God that divided the Red Sea and caused the sea to congeal and his people passed through it is still the same God. He has not changed. That same God that made sure that the mouth of the lion that was supposed to crush the bones of Daniel, he couldn't crush his bones and he made the enemies that their own bones be crushed is still our God, is still alive. That God that they put fire together and said, it will burn Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That fire could not catch them. It's still our God. That same God that gave the children of Israel food, he fed them and provided clothes for them. Their legs did not swell up. 40 years in the wilderness, he's still alive. He's still your God. He's still alive. That God that gave Israel water from a rock, He's still your God. He has not changed. He's still the same and he can't change. Now, it's important that we understand the first step for him to begin to show his mind on your behalf. 
Many children of God are crying every day. Many children of God are in pains. In fact, when I see what the children of God are passing through at times, I say, ah, minus me. Even when we talk about the sufferings, there are one that God didn't put in place. The enemy put it in place. There are one that the enemy put in place. I will say in amen. Now look at this before we go on. Please begin to write it. Number one, God's might is revealed to save his own, that is his children, from their enemies. Number two, Israel is God's first son. Because of that, he displayed his mighty powers and arts in Egypt. Number three, until a man is saved from the wrath of God through salvation, he can't experience the mighty arts of God in the positive, rather in the negative. But we say, God forbid. I will say amen. God's help is revealed to save the righteous, the godly, and the upright in heart. Please don't get confused when you see troubles all around. Don't get confused. Let it not look as if God has changed. God has not changed. He's still the same. But there's going to be a demarcation today so that we can ask ourselves, where do I belong? Why am I not experiencing the arts of God? Why am I not experiencing his mighty hand? Why is it that the enemies are at rest and I'm the one they are pursuing? Why is it that it's not working as it ought to work? That is the first thing God brought us today to look at. And I'm trusting him it will help us to get there. I run through it again for the last time. I say God's might is revealed to save his own, that is children, from their enemies. Number two, Israel is God's first son. Because of that, he displayed his mighty powers and arts against the Egyptians. Number three, until a man is saved from the wrath of God, through salvation, he can't experience the mighty arts of God in the positive. Rather in the negative, we say God forbid. God's help is revealed to save the righteous, the godly and the upright in heart. The upright and the righteous cannot cry and God keep quiet. The righteous, the upright, the godly cannot cry and God keeps quiet. He answers them. He shows his might and his power on their behalf. On the behalf of all of his children, all of his children. And that is why God called us to check and check very well. Once we finish checking and discover we are standing right, you will start seeing the might of God in your life. There are great things God will do in your life that will make the world say, ah, how did it happen? How did it happen? That is his desire. The desire of God is to show the world his mighty power on behalf of those that call upon his name in truth and his spirit. The desire of God. That is his desire. That's why he showed it in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This one called my name in truth and his spirit. I won't let them born in there. I will show them there is a God who is mighty. Who stays inside fire. And fire will not have effect in his life. He showed it also in the life of Daniel. I will make them to understand there is a God who is mighty who can shut the mouth of a lion and the lion will turn to a bed. But how? These men first distinguished themselves. 
they showed that A, we are standing for him, we belong to him. We belong to him. It's not a magic. It's everyday experience for a child of God. It's everyday experience for a child of God. Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. The God in our midst is mighty to save. The God in our midst is mighty to build great things. I am not afraid I know he is mighty. There is nothing he can do. If he has given you a vision that is not mighty, it is not him that gave you the vision. He is a mighty God. He is the mighty God. The great I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we sing? He is the mighty God. Mighty God. The great the great I am. Hallelujah. 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 He is the mighty God. Mighty God. The After this meeting, all your fears will disappear. Hallelujah. After this meeting, you start seeing the God you are serving. You have not known him. I say he is the mighty God. Hallelujah. 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 Listen to me, listen and listen well. Fear fears him. Fear fears your God and you are afraid. When fear sees your God, he fears. He said, what have you come to do to us again? <laughs> And you are afraid. You are afraid. You are afraid of the future. You are afraid of your life. You are afraid of everything. And you claim you are serving him. You have not started serving him. I tell you, after these three days, there is something God wants to do in your life. There is something God wants to do in your lives. I will say it amen. I will in that scripture, Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Say my people. is his people. When you become his people. When you are among his people. You are a candidate to begin to experience his might. And power. I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Which are in Egypt. And have heard their cry by reason of their tax masters. For I know their sorrows. If you are his people, he knows everything you are passing through. If you are his people, if you are among his people, that is what God called us to check today. Are you among his people? Are you among his people? 
if we can check it well and get it right these three days, you will begin to enjoy the might of God. You begin to see the arts of God, his power again in your life. You begin to see it. You begin to see it. Because everything you are passing through, he knows. Everything you are passing through, he knows. Verses 8. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Zebusites. But they must be his people. They must be his people. And that's why we are preaching the gospel, calling people to be his people. Be among his people and have rest. In this wicked world, there is no rest here. Just know there is no rest. If you are having rest, it's a temporary one. It's only when he gives you rest. It's only when he gives you rest. I concluded there's no rest with the things that is happening around me. If you go here, trouble. If you go here, trouble. There's no rest here on earth, least for God's sake. But there is rest for his people. There is rest for his people. There's rest for his people. There are certain things I've seen. I'm just laughing every day. I laugh every day. The corruption that is here on earth, listen, <laughs> oh my God, to the extent that people that are selling beer, they are corrupt. I mean beer, coconut. They have done that to me twice. And I keep laughing. I say, what kind of word is this? In fact, one happened this afternoon. I bought corn. I say, give me beer and coconut, 200 naira. Don't you know what they call 200 naira? Beer and coconut. Because I never cared. The first one has happened though. Beer and coconut to use and eat the corn. The second one happened again. So I came to my office and I said, can you see? You say somebody is poor, but you don't know what is making him poor or making her poor. A woman that is selling coconut and beer. Because I didn't care to look. I just carried it and I put it inside my car and drove off. I returned here. One of the peers, it's only two peers, small ones, one got burnt. I said, laughing. I said, even poor people is also cheating. I said, my God, there's trouble. There is no peace here. Here, here, there's no peace here. Trouble everywhere. In this meeting, God called us to show us something. If you think you are safe, if you think you are standing well, if you think you are protected, it's not true. Only one thing that will make you to have confidence. Are you among his people? Being his people has nothing to do with going to church. It has nothing to do with preaching. There are people who are preaching that are no more his people. As I'm talking to you now. There are preachers who occupy the pulpit. But they are no more among God's people. They are no more there. They are still preaching up to tomorrow. And that's the prophecy you see. He said, they are prophets. Can you go back to that prophecy again? Zephaniah. Look at Zephaniah again. Where he talked about their prophets. Now he first started talking about pollution. Rebellious. Oppression. 
Whenever you see people being rebellious, the next thing that will follow is oppression. Once you see people begin to be rebellious against their maker, oppression comes. God withdraws himself from them. They will go into captivity immediately. Anytime you see people begin to walk against God, he withdraws himself. He will no more be their mace. He will no more be their shield. He will no more be the one that is speaking on their behalf and say, no, this one, you cannot do him anything. In the midst of all this rubbish you're doing, God, when he stays in the midst of his people, everyone fears. They know their God is in their midst. So better leave them alone. Better get out of that place. We are discussing last time. We said they come to churches today. They carry save of money. They will say they will die. They will not die. They are going their way. And I'm asking myself, Lord, where are you? Are you no more in the midst of your people? Where are you? Are you no more in the midst of your people? Where are you? Where are you, Lord? That the world is coming, trampling on us, doing whatever they like with us, and they get away with it. Yes, we show them the mercy of Christ. But do you know, God does not need to take permission from us before he can suffer the enemies. Even when you are pitying them, God can still go ahead and tell them, you have done too much. Take it. So that you will know, these ones are my people. They're my people. They're my people. We are here the first day, as God began to speak, he said, hey, the first thing you need to check very well, are these people you gather every day still my people? We need to check this thing well. Let it not be just gather and sing and dance. Let it not just be come and preach the gospel. You, beginning with you, check your life. Check your life. Her prophets are light. He said, they lack truth. They lack truth. Look at their priests. They cheat, they deceive. They defraud people. They pretend that they are speaking God's word. It's no more God's word they are speaking. They are living in pretense. They are living in pretense. They pretend as if they are speaking God's word. Now go back to where we are reading again. Exodus chapter 3. Go to 10 and 12. Go to 10 and 12. God said, the first thing we must look at, if we must begin to enjoy the might of God, God's might, God's mighty hand, God's power in our means. I've experienced God's power. I have known that God can heal sickness now in my own life. So when it's no more happening again, I need to ask him what is happening now. I need to ask myself. I have known that God can heal somebody instantly. Without too much talk. Without laying hand on the person. It has happened to me. Not once. Not twice. So when it's no more happening again, we need to ask ourselves a question. Where is that our God? Just like Gideon asks. And these are the questions that we must come here and ask today. We can't be religious. We can't be religious. Religion is a killer. Religion is a destroyer. 
You can't see yourself relaxing. Nothing is happening around. And you are still relaxing. If God is still in our midst, then something must be happening. If God is still in our midst, I tell you, mighty things ought to be happening. If God is still in our midst, we can't just die like that. If God is still in our midst, shame must go. Reproach must go. God does not identify with shame and reproach. Anytime God comes in the midst of his people, he will take away shame and reproach. That's what he's telling us in the prophetic world. That every reproach had to go. Every shame had to go. The issue of sin must go. Look at him. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth with people, please. Shout it with people, please. That you bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. My people, my people, my people, my people, my people. Look at 11. And Moses said unto God, who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Verse 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Listen, I tell you, even if it is devil that is holding you and you are his people, even if it's any force from anywhere keeping you back and you are his people, forget about it. He will get you out of it. Because he wants you to serve him. He wants you to serve him. He wants you to serve him well. He wants you to serve him well. He don't want you to serve him in pains. He don't want you to serve him as a slave. Every day you cry, you well. Every day you are choked. Every day you are troubled. You are sweating like Christmas gold. He wants us to serve him well. He wants us to be freed. So we can serve him well. But the matter we are to discuss this evening is, are you among his people? Please, don't make light of this. Are you a child of God? Are you born again? Genuinely, are you a child of God? Are you truly a child of God? Do you have the evidence? Are you sure of what you're saying? Are you joking or gambling? If you are among those that joke and gamble. <laughs> so the question we need to ask ourselves this evening. Is what God is beginning to confront us with. His people. Look at Isaiah 41 verses 8. He began to speak again about his people. His people. His people. His people. So every time that God wants to show his might. is his people. His people. If I'm among his people, I must experience the might of God. His mighty powers. His mighty powers. His mighty powers. I must experience the power of God. I must experience God's might first in my life before I start teaching you. Don't claim you are a child of God. Don't claim what we are not seeing. If you say you're a child of God, they want to know. Is it true? Can we see his God? Isaiah 41 verse 8. But thou Israel are my servant Jacob whom I have chosen. 
The seed of Abraham, my friend, thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof and said unto thee, thou art my servant. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. Master, he began to say to him, fear not. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea. I will help thee. Yea. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. May I say this to you. If you are a child of God, any day you start sensing fears in your heart. Any day you start discovering that I am no more sure of what the future will look like. Any day you start shaking like a leaf, something is wrong with your life. Go back to God and ask him, where is this trouble coming from? Fear is not ordinary. Something causes fear to come. Fear is not ordinary. Something causes fear to come. The righteous is as bold as a lion. The righteous is as bold as a lion. Something is making the fear to come. If you don't do anything to know what is bringing fear in my life, before you know you sink. You cannot carry the presence of God and be afraid. I tell you it's a lie. You can't carry God's presence and be afraid. You can't carry God's presence and not be sure of the future. No one carries the presence of God and be staggering. You see him, he rejoices. He knows what will happen in the midst of trouble. He can tell you this is the result. Because the God in his midst is mighty. Mighty to save him from every trouble of life. Mighty to deliver him. Mighty to conquer the devil and show them his might in the negative. And show them his might in the negative. I will say in amen. Go to verse 11. Behold, all they that we are sin against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing and instead of please, how will such a person be walking? Is it not his hand in the pocket? His hand in the pocket. God began to speak to his people. Here again, he speaks to his people. It's his people he's talking to. Until you show that actually you belong to him. I see many people who try to play double standard with God. They have not actually showed the demarcation we belong to him. You can't play double standard. You can't belong to the world and belong to God at the same time. God will not take you. He said, come ye out from among them and be ye separate. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. If you start from 14 down. He said, come here from among them. I'll be a father unto you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. Wherefore come out from among them. And be separate. Say the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. Verse 18. And I will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and my daughters. Says the Lord Almighty, that's the Lord who is mighty in power. Who is mighty in power? Who is mighty indeed? Who is mighty in power? Many of us have not actually distinguished themselves by showing we belong to Him completely. We belong to Him completely. We belong to Him completely. If up to today the world cannot place their hand whether you belong to Christ, or you belong to the world. Now I say to you, you are not among his people. If the world cannot predict you, 
if the people around you can't predict you, this is what he can do. This is what he will do. You're not among the people that belong to him. People should be able to predict. If he comes down, this is what he will say. And you say the same thing. Because God is one. God is not double. God is one. God is one. God is not two. God is one. That one is a character. That one is what? It's a character. So when you are double, it shows that God is not in your midst. When you're double, double tongue, double dealings, it shows that God is not there. It shows that God is not there. Are we saying amen? So we look at all the signs and the wonders in chapter 4 of Exodus. If you start looking at the signs and the great wonders that God performed in the land of Egypt because of his own, because of his own, all those signs and the wonders, he was performing all of them. He still went ahead and hardened the heart of Pharaoh. He said, no, I have not finished. By the time I finish with him, he will know that Israel is my first son. <laughs> you cannot joke with them. They are my people. I rejoice over them. I celebrate over them. They make my heart glad. They are my people. They are my people. They make my heart glad. I rejoice over them. So anything that wants to make them to become a slave, I will show my might. I will show my power. And God began to display his power and his might in Egypt because of his people. Please know the reason. It's because of his people. Israel, his people, his people. He provided for them. There's nothing he didn't do. He divided the Red Sea. He gave them food. Anything you lack, anything at all, you must check very, very well. Check well. Stand firm with him. God in the midst of his people is mighty. He has not failed and he can't fail. He has never failed and he can't fail. It is when he is no more in the midst of his people. That's why I say these three days, don't joke with it. Tomorrow, God will begin to speak to us about the children of Israel when God departed from them. When God left them. If we are ordinary in the sight of this man, if we are ordinary, we must check. Lord, are you still there? If everything is befallen you and you can't check, why? Why? Will God be with you and everything is falling on you? Don't you know he's falling on you? He's falling on God too. And you just say, no problem. Let's just put up. God said you should be patient. There are some people who are saying patient. God said, no, I didn't say you should be patient about this. Something is wrong with you that you need to fix. Something is wrong with your life. Your life needs to attract me again. Your life needs to attract me. Attract me again. Your life needs to attract me again. I will say in amen. Isaiah 59 verse 1. This first day, God called us to check certain things in our lives. If we can check it, if we can check it, I took a stock of my own life yesterday. 
throughout yesterday night, I was with the Lord. I said, please, Lord, if there's anything hidden, bring it out. There's no pretense about this. I am before you, Lord. I'm not going anywhere on your own. If there is anything that is hidden, bring it out. Let's settle it, Lord. Let's settle it. I don't want tomorrow not to be your own again. I know what I stand to lose. That any day I'm no more your own, I'm exposed to the attack of the wicked. All the arrows of hell, if he shoot it, even if he's going to that direction, he start looking for you. He knows some of us still believe that anything can happen. How many of us believe in things like that? Anything cannot happen to you as a child of God. Are you included in the world? Are you not a child of God? Why should what is happening to them happen to you? Why can't you ask yourself a question? Whose son am I? Where do I belong? In the first place, where do I belong? Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Verse 2, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sin have hid his face from you that he would not hear. Verse 3. For your hands are defied with blood, and your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongues had muttered perverseness. Has muttered perverseness. This evening, the first thing God wants us to check where and where are you getting it wrong? Where and where is your mouth speaking lies, deception in the heart? Can you say, Lord, today, search me out. Where and where are you beginning to conform to the world? Where and where are you beginning to conform to the world? Gradually, you know, I am beginning to conform to the world. I am conforming to the world. Gradually, gradually. Even when you see the thoughts that springs up in your heart is defied. You are quiet. You still carry on with it. You still carry on with it. You have seen your mouth gossiping. You have seen yourself gossiping. And you have never said, ha, what am I doing? What kind of life am I living? What kind of life am I living? You are beginning to lust after women. You are lusting after men. Your heart is quickly moving away from the Lord. Because nobody tells you that in the church. And they dance and rejoice. And God is quietly leaving you because his eye is too pure to behold iniquity. He can't identify with iniquity of any kind. He can't identify with sin of any kind. The day the devil started crushing the church is the day they started preaching the gospel of grace opposite. They no longer tell the children of God, change yourself. The Bible talked about the man they called Samson. He thought God was still with him. He said, I will shake myself as before. He said he never knew God has left him. And he went to shake himself. They just caught him, plucked his two eyes. This is the man that used to carry gates. That used to use ordinary jaw. By the power of God at work in him. By the might of God. He killed 1,000 men. In one day, 1,000 men, one man killed 1,000 men. One man carried the city gate, city gate, 
put it by the side. One man. Because God is still with him. The day God departed, he became rat. Came rat. Rat. Ordinary rat. Gradually, children of God are beginning to identify with sin. Would have been bothered for once. They are not worried. They are at rest. They keep animosity. They fight and grumble and shout. Without going back to God to repent and repent well and say, Lord, will I die like this? How will I die like this? I can't die like this. I can't die like this. Listen to me. May I say something to you this night? Is it this meeting? How I wish you would take it serious. You see God do marvelous things in your life. You see God turn captivities instantly. Go back to your house. Check that Zephaniah. From three, it's a prophetic word. God said to us, this is what I will do in this meeting. I will quickly turn their captivity. I won't remember any of their sins again. He's not calling these things up to kill anyone. One day, I wrote a tract there. How did the tract come about? God was asking me a question. He said, what is the hope of a man who is in a waiting trial? That mood was so packed. Encounter upon encounter. God keeps speaking to me. He said, what is the hope of a man who is in a waiting trial? The man has committed something, but they have to keep him at the ATM, waiting for him to appear at the court. He said, what is the hope of the man? I said, ah, hope of the man? Hey, I said, God, this kind of question. And God said to me, you don't know the hope of the man? I said, the man want to come out now. He said, yes. But what is the hope of the man coming out? How will he come out? And God said to me, the only way for the man to ever come out of that place, his case must be called up. His case must be called up. If they don't call his case up, he'll be there. God said that is why some people have stayed there. They are supposed to serve jail terms of five years. But they have stayed there for ten years. God said that is how many people who actually wanted to punish somebody, if they put the man there, they will go and bribe and say, throw away his case file. Okay, if they throw your case file away, you are rotten inside there. You will be there until Jesus will appear. Unless the chief judge decides to just appear at the prison and decide to grant you mercy and say you can go. If not that way, you'll be there. Because what are they going to court to do? Is it not your case file? They will present there before they start the case. God says, see, you won't understand my son. He said, why is it that my people get angry when I call their case up? God was asking me. He said, why is it that they get so furious and angry to the extent they have made many of my ministers to start talking nonsense? Because when they look at their face, they'll be afraid. If we say this thing now, God, please, if we say it, they'll be angry. And that's what we started seeing in the church today. He said, do you know these people don't call cases up again? And they never knew. If they don't call their case up, there is an accuser who accuses them day and night before me. 
He comes before me and said, look at her. Look at how she's living her life. Look at how she's living her life. He said, the highest I can do is to go to my minister and say, call the case up. I am the judge. I am ever ready to freedom. I am ever ready to freedom. But the case must be called up. I am not a wicked judge. I said it in my word. If they call that case up, that my daughter or my son plead guilty. Jesus will stand there and say, no, he has pleaded guilty. My blood is here. Father, forgive him. The devil will be struggling. He say, hey, it's okay. He has pleaded guilty. Is he lying again? He's not lying. So my blood is there to free this person. It's over. He said, but when he refused, that person remains in prison. He remains in that awaiting trial. He said, go. Don't join them. Keep calling cases up. If you keep calling cases up, many will call you wicked man, stupid man. Every time, sin, sin, sin. But you are the minister I know. You are the one that is freeing them through, through. You are the one that is setting them free. Because any one of them that said, Father, I am the one they are talking about. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Immediately he goes out of that prison. He's set free immediately. Children of God, may I say something to you? May no devil deceive you. With this recent gospel you're hearing, that does not address the issues of sin anymore. And people are still living in sin, eating it. If you go to churches today, pastors are fornicating. Deacons are fornicating. Elders are fornicating. And they don't see it as anything again. They don't see it as anything again. And they still wear their gown and come and say, may the Lord bless all of you. May his face shine upon you. God say, what are you doing? What are you doing? You make me to depart from my people. I can't show my might again. In their midst, they are sick and they die sick. They are poor, they die poor. The enemies are pursuing them. Every day you are deceiving them. Breaking causes of life. Breaking causes of life. Who told you there's a curse upon a child of God? Who told you there's a curse upon them? The curse upon them is when a man refuses to admit his sins. When he refuses to admit his sins. When he refuses to say, Lord, I am the one you are calling his case up. I am guilty, Lord. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. My hand is not shut to save. My ear is not deaf that he can't hear them. I can hear. I am the God who stays in the midst of my people. I am still mighty to save them from whatever that the enemy has brought in their lives. From whatsoever the enemy has brought in their lives. I am able to save. I am able to deliver them. I want to rejoice over their lives. I want to celebrate. I want to crush the enemy on their behalf. But they must be my own completely. They must be my own completely. Children of God, let me tell you the truth. I don't speak what God didn't ask me to speak. I have never told God one day that I know scripture. I always forgot about anything I know. I always cry for him. What are you saying to your people now? If you have nothing to tell them, let's tell them nothing. Unless you have what to tell them. If you don't have anything to tell them, I am nothing but a vessel. Use me to communicate to your people. Look at verse 7. 
Verse 7 of Zephaniah. Look at what God said as he was speaking to me. If they can heed the instruction. I said, only let her reverently and worshipfully fear me. Receive what? Correction. And what? And instruction. Let her receive instruction. Let her receive correction. Let him receive instruction. Let him receive correction. If he can receive correction, if he can receive instruction, what will I do? Jerusalem dwelling shall not be cut off forever. I have punished her according to all that I have appointed concerning her in the way of punishment, but all the more they are what? Eager to make all their doings corrupt. If they can take it to instruction, I want to establish them. I want to make them glorious. I want the people of the world to see them. They will tremble. And see, Kai, this is their God in their midst. It's mighty indeed. As a young man, I was playing football. Lo and behold, the coach woke up one morning. He decided to follow me up. He said I didn't give him bribe. And because I did not give him bribe, I will see. And I went inside the room. I cried to God. I said, but I knew you brought me here. I refuse to give bribe because of you. I cannot give this man bribe. I know you hate bribery. I won't give him bribe. I refuse. And affliction started. It wasn't a small one. To the extent it threatened my career. We went on break. Only for me to come back. The very day I came back with my back to the clubhouse. A letter was handed over to me. You are no more part of the team. Hi. I say, God, what is this? What is this? What have I done wrong? And I was just growing in my career. Nobody knew me. I don't even know where to go to. Ha! Huh. Instantly, I stopped eating food. Where is the appetite to eat? I entered into an emergency fasting. <laughs> I fasted for complete 24 hours. Because there's no food. In fact, I don't feel like eating. I got inside the room, locked the door. If you knock from now till tomorrow, I refuse to open the door. I was only crying to God. I said, God, 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 God. I lay down. Tears was everywhere. I finished the last day. I burned the letter into ashes. I said, I serve you this letter. It's not me they gave the letter. It is you. If man can sack you, let it be true. I gave him the letter. I came out fresh, strong. I carried my bag. I left their clubhouse immediately. I went to Portacourt in search of club. Nobody knew me. When I got to that place, stayed close. How terrible they are. You stayed there, you playing well. They'll send somebody from commissioner, send somebody from here, send somebody from there. I knew that it's not going to work. I carried my bag. I returned to Rangers. They listed our names. We had over 300 players. Over 300 players for screening in Rangers International. We are waiting for the day of screening. And that evening, I went to see one of my friends at Abani Road. He said, I heard that you thought you'd be screening. I said, hey. I said, when? He said, the following day. I said, I'm going there. He said, you coming? I think you've listed your name. I said, leave that Rangers matter. I appeared at Udodge. And we started screening. At the end of the day, 
over 200 players were only seven that was taken. Seven players. That was how I signed with Dodge. As of the time I was signing with Dodge, the club that sacked me started having problems. Before you knew, the club started going down. Night and said they don't have money to sponsor the club again. You thought you have finished me, but my God is mighty. So I come to their clubhouse with suit. If I land there, everybody's find something for us. And one of the coaches called me. He called me one day and said, come. He took me to one side. He said, hold that your God well. He said, see that God you are serving. Hold that your God well. Have anybody told you to hold your God well? By reason of what that your God did. Have anybody ever tapped you one day and said, you see this your God. Hold that your God well. Is somebody that said what I'm saying? Now, God began to speak to us. He wants us to see that his hand is not short to save. His ear is not deaf that he can hear. This evening, check your heart. This evening, check your heart. What is going on in your life? What are those secret, secret, secret things that nobody knows? Nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about it. Don't let anybody deceive you. That there is a cause. It's coming from somewhere. Somebody did something to you. It's a lie. A capital lie. They can only do whatever they are doing against you when they see sin. Don't worry. Tomorrow I'll show you something. There's something I want to show you tomorrow. I will show you something about God. So when those men see that they cannot bring back the might of God again and show the people of God. This is where the trouble lies. They start doing gra-gra, gimmicks. Today, carry everything that you used to work. Everything that is pursuing you, break it. There's nothing they are breaking. They are breaking nothing. They are all liars. They are cheats, deceivers. Only one thing can be the issue. What is that? Can we deal with the issue of sin? Can we crush it completely? Whether it's anger, bitterness of heart, whatever you call it, are you understanding what I'm saying? It is not of God. You are lying, you are cheating, whatever you call it, you are still friends with the world, you are still friends with the world because you don't want to offend them. You don't want to offend them. You feel if you do that thing, you will offend them. You are not there. You are not there. You are not there. I'm not a friend of the world. Under any circumstances. I am not a friend of the world. The world know. If you ask them, they will say, this one is not our friend. He's not one of us. I don't identify with anything that belongs to them. I don't identify with their own. I don't identify with anything that belongs to them. He said, love not the world or anything that is in the world. Anyone that loves the world, the love of the Father is no more in the person. It's all these things you are seeing in the world. They are passing away. All of them, they are passing away. So why should I love it? Why should I love the friend of the world? What do you have to offer me 
I can't stay where you're staying. I don't eat what you eat. I don't wear what you wear. I cannot walk with you. I belong to God. I better remain God's own. I know the benefits there. They are too much. The benefits there is too much. The benefits is too much. It's because Israel were his own. That's why he fed them in the wilderness for 40 years. Their clothes did not wear out. Their shoes did not wear out. He fed them for 40 years. They cried for water. He gave them water from rock. Wild beasts could not come to attack them. <laughs> they were walking in the night. God became a fire. Because they are his own. If you are not provided by God, check your life. Check your life. Check it well. Check it well. If God is not defending you, if God is not fighting for you, check your life. Check it well. Check your life. Check your life. Look at the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 67. Luke chapter 1 67. Can you let God search your inmost being today? Can you let God search you and search you well? Don't claim anything today. Listen, don't claim anything. Say, God, search me, my inmost being. Bring out everything in me that you hate. Whatever that puts you off me. Lord, please, I want you back. I have no two prayers. My prayer has been one. Lord, it is you I need. It is you I need. The flash car, I say, it is you I need. House, it is you I need, Lord. Ministry, it is you I need, Lord. I have come to understand that if you have him, you have everything. Including ministry. If you tell me now, leave this ministry, I'll say, why not? I'm on my way. Because we can't compare him with anything. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied saying, continue, blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he had visited and redeemed his people. I will shout in amen. And had raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he speak by the mouth of his holy prophets which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. To perform the mercy promise to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swear to our father Abraham. That he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. In holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. To give knowledge. To give knowledge. <laughs> go back again to 77. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. To give knowledge. When sin has not been dealt with in your life, 
you are not a member of the family of God. Sin must be dealt with. You can't be gambling with sin and still call yourself a member. The first knowledge he gives you is this knowledge. The knowledge of salvation. The knowledge of salvation. The knowledge of salvation. What salvation meant. What salvation has brought you into. The issue of sin has been dealt with. Anyone who is saved, what made you saved? It has sin has been dealt with. He has saved you from your sins. For his name shall be called Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. He will save his people from their sins. Somebody who is healed of sickness that is not saved can still go to hell. Somebody who is healed of eye, he can still go to hell if he's not saved. If he's not saved of his sins. And that is why the devil is not happy. He's taking away the gospel of Christ from the mouth of ministers this end time. And people are growing in iniquity every day. Wickedness is multiplied every second. Fathers that are supposed to be fathers in the body of Christ, they are defiling their children. And they are not worried about it. They are not worried. They are relaxed. And they are happy. Growing in wickedness every second. And they still call that fellowship. Will God ever be in their midst? He will not be in their midst. I will shout in amen. I want to see my children grow in grace. I want to see them grow in the Lord. I want to see them grow in grace. I want to see all of us pushing the kingdom of God. Not me defiling them. Not me defiling them. Can we say amen? Go back to the scripture we are reading. Luke chapter 1 verse 78. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high and visited us. Can we shout amen? To give light to them that sit in what? In darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. To guide our feet into the way of peace. Salvation is the gateway. To guide our feet into the way of peace. Peace round about. Peace on every side. Let no man deceive you. Peace is not in oil. Peace is not in handkerchief. I'll keep saying it. Until the coming of Christ. If you have sin and you are rubbing handkerchief and oil. You are deceiving yourself. The highest level of deception. Nothing sanctifies more than when you have been saved. Of your sins. <laughs> redeemed of the Lord. He said let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Praise the Lord. It's enough. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. And the child grew and was strong in spirit. And was in the desert till the day of his showing. Okay. So the first thing that Jesus does with his anointing is to set people free from sin and Satan. To set them free from sin and Satan. Acts chapter 10, verses 38 to 43. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. For God was with him. 
And we are witnesses of all these things which he did both in the land of Jews and in Jerusalem. Whom? They slay and hang on the tree. Him God raised up. The third day and showed him openly for the one, not all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Verse 42. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the weak and of the dead. Verse 43, finally. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. That whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Whosoever there is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. God has brought us here this for day. If you are not yet child of God, you must be today. That is the only way out. For God to be with you, for God to walk with you, for God to begin to show his might and his power on your behalf as an individual. On your behalf as an individual. Have you not heard about my testimonies? They are numerous. They are uncountable. They are many. The enemy ganged up against me. They wanted to put me in ATM. And my father said, look at this devil. Do you know what you are trying to do? To put my servant in ATM? Now, what are we talking about? Today, the first thing you need to ask yourself, am I still there? Am I there? Can I just tell myself the truth? Am I there? Is there anybody you are still holding in your heart? Is there a quarrel you have vowed in your life? Instead, you will forgive. Heaven and earth will tear into pieces. Is there lies that still proceed from your mouth to make gain? Is there some deceptions you know? You know in your heart there's deception. There's deception there. You know. So who is telling you there's something pursuing you? That is what is pursuing you. If that can be settled, everything can fall in line. What is that particular thing that you know quite well, no other person knew about you? God knows. God is saying, come, let's settle it. He's not saying I'll kill you. If you are listening to that prophetic word, he said, even their sins, I will not remember it again. I will put it aside because I want to bless them. I want to bless them. I want to show the world how mighty I am, how glorious I am. I want to show the world that it's my daughter, it's my son, it's my daughter. I want to show them. I want to raise him up again and make him an arrow. I will make him the envy of the world. Did you hear him saying it? In that definite, I'll make him an envy of the world. Can you let God search your heart today? Say, Lord, search my inmost being. Are you praying? Talk to God. Say, search me. Search me out. I don't want to pretend. I lay my heart bare before you. What is that thing God has been rebuking you about that you refuse to stop? What is that thing God has been pursuing you? 
said, no, no, you can't go this way, my daughter. My son, you can't go this direction. Can you let God search your heart this evening? Say, God, I give my heart to you, search it. I don't want to stay longer in this awaiting trial. Thank you for calling my case up. No matter what it is, are you still lost? Is it fornication? Even if you have killed somebody, tell God, forgive me. What is that thing? What is that? Whether it be masturbation, lazy pianism, whatever it is, can you talk to your father? He knows that it's like that. That is why he said, come, let's settle it. I want to show the world that I am mighty. Not every day you carry Bible, you go to church, you are in every group, but yet they are mocking me in their room and say he has gone again. Oh. He has gone to church again. Can you talk to God today? Say, Lord, search me out. We must get to the root, the root, the root of the matter. Lord, get to the root of the matter this time. I am tired of this situation I found myself. Shame must be rolled away. That's what he said to us. In that prophetic word, it says shame and reproach. It must be rolled away. It must go. It must go. Don't hide it again. The more you hide it, the more you are sinking. The more you hide it, the devil is sinking you with it. The same devil goes to God every day is accusing you. He said, why will you deliver him? Why will you deliver her? She need to remain in that awaiting trial. No way out for him or her. He has refused to come out and say the truth. He's beginning to say, God, leave us alone. Bless us. Every time you're talking about sin, just bless us. God said, no. If I call your sin up, it's because I love you. I don't want you to remain in that awaiting trial anymore. I want to free you out of it. I want to get you freed. There is the one that accuses you before me every day. He comes before me and says, why should she leave? I went to a meeting with a club. Immediately, I'm setting my foot there. God said, blood, blood. I say, which blood? Where is the blood coming from, Lord? And God said, their hands, the hands of this youth are stained in blood. Footballers. I said, how? God said, series of abortions. They kill children now thinking that they are the ones that are making the children. My judgment is upon all their heads. I said, Lord, have mercy. He said, tell them, as many of them that repent, the judgment is averted. But if they refuse, the judgment will hit them. And I began to speak. Almost all the players, it's only one that was free. Every one of them rolled out and they were on the floor. God have mercy, including coaches. A young man came to my office here. He lifted his hand to give tight. God said, blood, don't take. I put my hand like this. I said, God said, blood. God said, I will kill him if you don't repent. He said, I brought him here for this purpose. He has this last chance. And I said, look at what God is saying. The man was shaking like leaf. He said, it is true. It is true, man of God. They have told me that before. And this is the second time now. I said, keep your money. It's not what God did. Repent now. God said, if you don't repent, if you step out of this place, you might see your death. You see your death. You will experience your death. Can you talk to God today? God is in the midst of his people. Is mighty. He wants to show himself mighty on your behalf. But there is only one thing. Will you play Kalo Kalo with God this year? After this meeting, 
Will you still be playing Calocolo? Will you cry to God and say, Lord, I return. I open up to you today. No hiding of any kind again. No playing of any games. Ah, la boshana la bash. Le pranabos ne kregi dagusu kamarabahandi. Le kuna mosu premiando. Mota katuaka. Matuaka premiados. Le kano pamahandi. Motra ni kamarabosh. Ah, le gazeke pranidabos. Don't sleep with a man. <laughs> Don't sleep again. Don't sleep again. Yes, God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. You think nobody knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. Hey, he knows. Hey, he knows. Stop. 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 Child of God, stop. Don't sleep with a young man again. Don't sleep with a young man again. Hey, don't sleep with that young man again. You are the one God is talking to you now. Don't sleep again. I say don't sleep again. Don't sleep again. That opportunity God gave to you is for you to know him more. But you are seizing the opportunity now to start doing evil. God gave you that opportunity to know him. To know him. He gave you the opportunity to know him well. To know him well. In that place you are. In that place you are. He gave you that opportunity to know him well. To draw more closer to him so that he can bless you. But you are beginning to use it now to fall into wardom. The seed of wardom. Stop now. Stop. Don't gamble with God. Don't joke with God. You must repent. You must repent. You must repent. I say you must repent. And don't hide it anymore. Don't hide it anymore. Don't hide it again. Talk to God now. I say talk to God. Listen, the person I'm talking to knows. Now talk to God. La topa suaka Tell God you are sorry. Tell God you are sorry. What will you gain with our life? What will you gain? You're destroying yourself. Destroying your future. Now your man will marry you. No, he won't. He's only using you. Say, Lord, I repent. I come back. I come back. With all of my heart. I come back. I will not go back again. Heal my life. Heal my life. If you know God is talking to you, hey, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. If God is talking to you, there are issues God is pressing in your heart that need to be settled, I give you opportunity. Come to the altar. Malebo shandalabash. Mi pranadabosh. Leke tuaka. Abinamoso preniando. Lord mercy. Can we begin to cry to God? Lord mercy. Lord mercy. Lord help us. You must do us good. You must help us Lord. Lord, you must help us. Lord, you must help us. Ale boshanda labash. Mi brago shokoto. malando. You must return to us. This meeting will never finish. You leave us like this. This meeting can never finish, O oh Lord. Oh God, every issue must be dealt with. Every issue must be dealt with. Every issue must be dealt with. Lord, help us. You must help us, O oh Lord. We can't be pretenders, O oh Lord, who must have your right. You that is in the midst of your people is mighty. Your might is still there. You want to show it to the world that they will stop mocking us. We'll stop being ashamed. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We can't be ashamed. The world must know that we belong to you. The world must know that we belong to you. 
the world must know that we are not just claiming what is not true. We are your children, Lord. We are your children. We cry today, Lord. Let such a Lord Jesus that has been a hindrance be over. Let it be dealt with today. The wicked will not take advantage of us again. The enemy will not take advantage of your children anymore. The children of Balial will not lay hands on us again. We are not praised in their hands. We are not praised, Lord. We are not cheap articles that they can just purchase anyhow with no price. Lord, help us. We cry to you today. Our value must be restored. You must come back in the midst of your people. You must show that you are mighty indeed. Our shame and reproach must be terminated. Lord, help us. We give glory to you. We appreciate you today. In Jesus' most precious name, we have given to I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our open health meeting, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in sports circle at 2823 C2C Plaza, Bucketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60-222-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.